Tonight's message is based on a prophetic word and vision the Lord gave me in October 2007 and confirms what is happening in the world right now. The world is changing dramatically. Things have been occurring around us that force us to ask questions about what is actually happening. Especially in recent days, September 11, the natural disasters we're seeing in the world, the rise of the price of oil and petrol, the deteriorating economic condition all around the world, the unfolding of events in Afghanistan, the deteriorating climatic condition, the spiritual awakening occurring everywhere, all these things cause us to look at ourselves and our world and ask what is happening, what's going on. So something massive is coming that I believe everybody, whether they realize it or not, is anticipating. But I want to be more specific. Not only is something massive coming, but someone massive is coming. Someone massive is coming and his name is Jesus Christ. That's why all these things are happening. Because the world, everyone in it, the earth itself is anticipating his return. What we see happening around us are signs of his coming. The most remarkable thing about all this is that the events we see happening around us today were foretold by God in the scriptures and by Jesus Christ in the word of God thousands of years before the events took place and they are occurring, unfolding around us. Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 24. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the signs of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. 2,000 years before it happened. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now, this is one of the greatest signs. The second coming of Christ is rapidly approaching. Just the fact the gospel is going out to all the world. And we now have at our disposal the means by which to send the gospel all over the world. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, a prophet standing in the holy place, 
Whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great shout of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to another. This prophetic message is not a message of doom and gloom, but a message of hope. The Bible tells us that prophets and prophecy is given by God and more specifically Jesus Christ to the church to edify, exhort and comfort us. So prophecy has three specific functions and these are the main functions of the gift of prophecy. Number one, to edify, number two, to exhort and number three, to comfort. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, the word of God confirms this. So go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. It says, but he who prophesies speaks, number one, edification, and number two, exhortation, and number three, comfort to men. And go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. It says, and he himself, he, Christ Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So there you have the fivefold ministries or offices of the church. Why did Jesus give these fivefold ministries or offices to the church? The answer is in verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying, for the edifying of the body of Christ, the edifying or the strengthening of or the building of the body of Christ. Not for the exaltation of a certain person, not for the exaltation of a certain church or ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ, the building of the church. God still speaks to his people today by his son Jesus through people, gifted people in the church. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Go to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. It says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, 
has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. So in times past, when God wanted to speak to his people, he had to speak to them through a prophet. And you couldn't go to God unless it was through a priest or a prophet. Today, because Jesus has dealt with the sin barrier between man and God, anyone who is born again and indwelt by the Holy Spirit can approach God. We can approach God. We can go to God. We can know him for ourselves. And we can hear from God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives within every born again believer And that Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So God the Father speaks to us by Jesus Christ through the Spirit of God who is in us. And then through those gifted with specific giftings, ministries and offices in the church. And in the end, God should get all the glory and credit for it. Amen. The reason why the Lord speaks to us through prophecy is to inform us of disasters that are coming so that we may pray and take the necessary steps to help avert those disasters and to inform us of blessings that are coming so that we may pray and take the necessary steps according to God's word and instructions to position ourselves to receive those blessings. So that's why the Lord speaks to us through prophecy, the prophetic gift, the prophetic ministry, the prophetic office prophets for these two specific reasons.